in a world where everyone feels the need to give their opinions. Two podcast hosts set out on a journey to do just that. This is the All the Things Movie and Sometimes TV Show Review. Welcome, one and all, to the All the Things movie and TV review. These episodes are going to be strictly dedicated to movies and TV, because I'm a big movie buff, and I love me some TV as well. So this series of movies and TV are going to be dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows that need to be watched. And I and my co-host Katie will be going on this journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Katie, hi. Greetings. Oh, and you forgot about our third co-host, my new baby son, Benjamin. Yeah. So, you know, every now and then you may hear like a little a little cry or a little coo or a little cute little noise. And that's going to be him talking about, you know, either a movie or a TV show that we're talking about. <laughs> Correct. And of course, he's going to be watching all these because he's stuck with me. So he will get to learn. He'll be he'll be a Marvel master by the end of this. Yeah, he'll learn the ways of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how everything fits together because it, it just it does. It really does fit together. So before we dive into this journey, Katie, what is your experience with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Good question. Also, Another follow-up thought with Baby Benjamin is that it's kind of like Star Wars in the fact that because he'll be coming into this once so much has been released, it's like he has the benefit of watching it all in order, you know, whereas the rest of us had to watch it as they came out. Um, So I am a, I'm not a huge comic book fan, like I've never read comics, um, but I do love a good action movie and good superheroes. I'm a big fan of like you know, good triumphing over evil, light over dark. So I'm always a fan of like superhero movies. I tend, and we were talking about this earlier, I don't watch a lot of TV. So I am very, when it comes to the Marvel universe, I really don't know much um, about the TV shows. Uh, I've watched a lot of the hit movies. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to, are we telling our favorite ones yet or no? We we can as we go through them. We can, we can do that. I'll say my most recent favorite was, of course, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And as a teacher, I actually got to incorporate that. We watched some clips while we talked about Africa. Um, and we talked about all the really cool African culture that was incorporated. So that's my most recent, like, love, love, love that movie. My experience with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because I'm a nerd, I've watched almost all the movies. Actually, I think I pretty much watched all the movies that ever came out. Now, the TV shows, doing this whole journey, I've actually experienced TV shows that I've never watched before. I have tried to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before, and I never really got into it. All the Netflix Marvel shows, which we'll get into how all these tie together and the behind the scenes of what may and may not be happening in future Marvel movies based on the things that I've done my research on. But I actually really liked Agent Carter which was a short-lived TV show using the the character Agent Carter from Captain America, the first Avenger. 
and she's been in other Marvel movies as well. But they made this show basically to tie in with everything going on. For some reason, it never really picked up after the second season, which if you watch the show, it ends with a cliffhanger and it didn't get picked up for a third season. So that is majorly unfortunate. That makes me wonder if I should even watch it. That's that's torture. You should watch it because it is it's really good. Some of these shows actually just, you know, make subtle mentions like uh, the Netflix Marvel shows. And there's a whole reason behind that, which we'll get into later on. So out of all the movies, you said your favorite was Black Panther, correct? I would say it's Black Panther or also Another movie that I watched, okay, very few of them I've watched multiple times. Okay, a lot. Of, I'm, I'm t- typically when I when it comes to movies and even books, I'm like a one and done. I already know the plot, so to watch it or listen to it again <laughs> is weird. But one that I watched several times was actually Doctor Strange. Hmm. I found that to be possibly one of my favorite movies. Now that's, I would say. Oh, hold on, Ben, go ahead. He didn't like it. Oh, he disagrees. Okay. Well, it sounds like both of you disagree. However, I just thought it was so riveting. Maybe it's my psychology background. Maybe it's just like the art and like the the visuals effects. But I felt like it was so interesting. And ironically, like it was one of my favorites, even though I wouldn't say that's probably a typical favorite of anyone. Yeah, I remember when Elizabeth and I saw that. I want to say it came out during our anniversary or, or sometime that we were at Myrtle Beach. And so we ended up going to see it in like a ginormous IMAX theater and we saw it in 3D too. So (laughs) if you've seen Doctor Strange, you know how trippy that movie is visually. So just imagine watching that on a giant IMAX screen with 3D glasses on. It hurt our heads and it was very loud too. I think we're old though. So obviously this is the first episode of this journey So we're just laying down the groundwork, so to speak. Each episode, we're going to give our listeners a homework assignment. If you want to follow along with us, I think it would be really cool for our listeners to to watch a certain amount of movies, TV shows. To catch up with me, because I've been doing this for a while before we started these episodes, I'm actually already on the second season of Daredevil and uh, also share the link to the website that I'm using for my chronological journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first movie to watch would be Captain America, The First Avenger. I remember when this movie came out because it was very confusing. The title was very confusing because a few years before this movie, Iron Man came out. So Iron Man was the first movie in the cinematic universe, but then they released Captain America and called it the first Avenger. So a lot of people were confused by the title, but that is technically, if you're going in chronological order, that is technically the first movie you should watch. Katie, have you seen Captain America, the first Avenger? I have, and I'm a huge fan of Captain America. I I oftentimes, um, I say that I'm married to Captain America in the sense that like my husband is very, very like, very similar in the sense he's like that good old boy, yes ma'am, no ma'am, like the polite one, the like, I stand for truth and I stand for the moral high ground. So he has jokingly been called, you know, Captain America before. Um, did, so I got a thing for him, you know, that's all I'm saying. I got a thing for Captain America. But does he carry around a shield? He does. He does not carry around a shield. 
Same. What did you say, ben? Benjamin? Oh, Ben said that he disagrees. He feels like my dad. He, what did you say? Say it again. Oh, he said my dad is a superhero. He doesn't have to pre- pretend to be someone else. Oh, that was very cute and and very deep and insightful for for a little baby. It's very very good. I really enjoyed Captain America: The First Avenger as well. Um, and I think it's because when I first saw this movie, it was already in the middle of everything tying together in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So everybody knew in a way of what was going on. But this one really dives into what eventually will be the Infinity Stones, which if you've seen the movies, you should know what those are. It introduces us to oh, so many different characters in this movie. Agent Carter, what will eventually be the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, and Red Skull which you we won't see again until like I want to say end game. I don't think we see him again until end game. Here's a thing that I've always wondered and I don't know if you could answer this or if anyone listening could answer this. So my fear is that um without having the comic book side will we ever truly understand the how everything interconnects. So my my question always been I hate spoilers. I don't like bloopers, so I hope that we never end up doing too much or if we do we disclaim it at the beginning. Mhm. But um, I fear that comic books would be a spoiler if I read them. But also, there's so much backstory. Just like any movie, you have to read the book to get the full story. Are we missing something if we don't also have homework to read the comics? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not a reader, so I'm not going to read the comics. Um, I will (laughs) say this, that there are differences between the movies and the comics just based on the fact that um, when they first started this whole journey, they Disney um, did not own the rights to certain characters. So for example, the, the new, the new Marvel show on Disney plus WandaVision. So when Wanda or AKA Scarlet Witch and her brother Quicksilver or Pietro uh, showed up, Disney did not own the rights to X-Men which is where those characters originate from in the comics. So they basically had to change their backstory to fit the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, if you've watched WandaVision recently, like as we're recording, there was literally an episode yesterday, which should we spoil it? Well, let's just say somebody shows up and I had to research this because there's two versions of the person that showed up. Right. And it sounds like it's all based on legality reasons. Yeah, which is it's, kind of it's, it's, very, it's very trippy what they did. I'll, I'll say it like that. Because one version of a character, I, I feel like we should just say it. Because by the time this comes out, people should have watched it already. I'm sorry. It's on for a whole weekend. You're a true fan. Just sit down and watch. Okay? It's good. So at the end of this episode, the doorbell rings. Wanda opens the door and... She's shocked to see who it is. And then me as the viewer, even though I kind of already knew what was going to happen because people don't know how to be quiet on Facebook. But we as the viewer, we get to see that it's quote unquote Quicksilver Pietro, but it's not the version that we saw in Age of Ultron. The version that we see was actually Quicksilver who went by Peter in the Fox X-Men movies. And so you're sitting there thinking, what in the world's going on? 
But then you realize, oh, wait, Disney owns Fox. Disney owns X-Men now. And they're also in the midst of tying WandaVision into what will be the Doctor Strange sequel, The Multiverse of Madness, which they're going to dive right into the multiverse. Holy smokes. And then Magneto fits into all this somehow. Right. In the comics, Magneto is the father of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. But in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they couldn't do that at first. So their parents were killed in like a bombing that was done by a Tony Stark missile. So yeah, their parents are dead. How how fascinating. It it really does make you laugh when you think about like having to change the plot line based on what rights you have. Like what world are we in where we have to do this now? But in similarly with TV shows where okay, we had um or or for example, really sad, but you know, Chad uh Chadwick Bosman who passed away, the guy that played Black Panther. It's like when an actor or actress is not available, like, do you change the plot? Do you just pretend that never happened and have a new guy that plays Black Panther? And you see that with TV shows that one of my favorite TV shows, Grey's Anatomy, like they just keep changing the plot based on what actor and actress decides to come back the next year. <laughs> you right. know, and so, yeah, I, it is really interesting when you've got so many different pieces of this um, universe, Marvel universe that is owned by so many different groups like us and like you said the comic books is what i would say would be the bible in the sense of the comics like this is where you should be basing everything off of and i'm sure people don't like when the plot diverts from the comics right well and i think now because disney basically owns everything like they own fox they own um i think fox was basically the big one that owned uh fantastic 4 x men which the Fantastic Four will eventually show up, probably. X-Men will show up eventually. It's just really interesting to see how, because they own everything, how they can literally tie everything together now. And I think this show, WandaVision, is going to be a big setup for everything that's going to tie together. WandaVision, the Doctor Strange movie, and... The, the the new Spider-Man movie that's going to come out, which every time I hear something new about that movie, I, I seriously, my brain just explodes with excitement because if they do it correctly, it could be one of the most epic things ever. Now, when you say correctly, is that again, based on what the comics say happens? Well, when I say correctly, I mean like, okay, with Spider-Man three with Tobey Maguire. Okay. The reason that movie did so awful, I know this is going to be so nerd talk, I love it. The reason it did so bad is because there were so many villains, so many characters in that movie that it, there there was no room for a storyline that made sense. But I think the difference between that and what they're doing now is they've laid the groundwork with all these movies leading up to what I hope will be a super epic spider-man movie that is already diving into the multiverse because every day they announce somebody from either a toby mcguire movie or an andrew garfield movie that they're going to be in this movie with tom holland and so they're already tying past spider-man movies and now the big one that i don't think has officially been like set in stone 
is that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also going to be in this movie. I seriously can't wait. Like, if it happens, I will. I, I, I said this when Endgame came out. I said, I will literally pee my pants with excitement because of how amazing it could be. It really could be amazing, but it also could be a bucket of suck, too, if they just try to do too much. That's true. Well, and then you know, baby Benjamin's definitely going to be peeing in his pants of excitement, but also because he doesn't can have control of his bladder yet. Yeah, he can't help it. He can't, he can't help it. <laughs> well, I'm excited for this journey. I think that um, it's it reminds me of, um, this is a way throwback, but um, you think about some of the stuff with um, Lord of the Rings and just like the whole world that J.R. Tolkien created and all the inner workings and the language. I mean, this man by himself just created this huge entire universe and world. And I feel like that's the neat thing about Marvel, why we're so into it. It's like a, an escape. It's an entire alternate world, alternate universe with so many moving pieces. That, But it is overwhelming. I will say that's the my biggest negative is if you miss one show or one movie, you have missed the huge thing that led up to the other movie and... It's overwhelming. Well, especially, especially with the shows. Like if you if you literally just watch the shows by themselves, you would be so confused because they mention things in the movies that happen in the movies. So if you hadn't watched, I mean, I guess technically you could say if you haven't watched what you just said, if you don't haven't watched a movie, you can't really watch the TV shows. And if you haven't watched the TV shows, you can still probably watch the movies. You probably could. You haven't watched the TV shows and you've been fine. But what's cool about it with this, with the movies and the TV shows, it really is cool to see how much majority of the TV shows really do tie, especially Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's the biggest one because there have been episodes. That, um, I'll talk about one that was literally right before a- Age of Ultron. Literally before the movie, there's, there was an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where a character says, uh, metal men from the sky are going to destroy the world. And that's literally what happens in Age of Ultron. It's just like little, little, little tie-ins like that. Just the nerd me is like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Right. I think though, and and Disney's been doing this for such a long time, so I think they're professionals, but I think they do a great job of incorporating all those nuggets for people and like almost rewarding them for having been loyal. Like, here's your reward for watching all of our other stuff. We're going to give you these little quick, quick lines and little Easter insight. egg. Easter egg. There you go. Yeah. Um, but I do think they do a great job of still making it entertaining. Like for example, when I was the beginning of a lot of these Marvel movies and I wasn't really into it, you know, I maybe watched them because they were, everyone else wanted to go see it. I still enjoyed the movie. I think there's still a decent amount of plot in each movie to where you're not, you may be a little lost. You might miss some of the jokes, but you can still get a decent plot and you still see the good versus evil every episode or every um, movie, which I think is important because yes, you want there to be continuity, but also it's going to be a big turnoff. If someone walks out of the movie and says, I didn't understand any of that movie and I don't care enough to go back and watch the other 20. Right. Yeah. It's good to have those movies that could be, that could easily be standalone movies that don't need to necessarily be tied into the main plot. Which, I mean, obviously they'll have subtle tie-ins here and there. But, it, yeah, like you said, it's, it's really good to have that. Now, um, on the opposite side, I think another journey that we might try, go, try to go on. Now, this Marvel Cinematic Universe journey is going to be super long. It's going to be, like, a lot of parts to it. 
But I think after we're fi- finally finished with this, um, the next one would be what I call the polar opposite of Marvel when it comes to movies is the DC universe. That has been the most messed up movie superhero universe ever. And yeah, you, you don't really need to watch the TV shows. I mean, I, I think there was one episode of The Flash that tied in somewhat to the movies. But the rest of them, there is no real order, which makes it confusing. Um, I think they tried at the beginning to do that, and then it just became a, bu- a bucket of suck. And so now all their movies are really could be standalone movies. But I think that, that, that would be an interesting one to do. Obviously, Star Wars, we should do that sometime. Um, movies that have a lot of, you know, continuity and tie-ins. And Lord of the Rings. Okay, there's Lord of the Rings. Movies. And The Hobbit, that really could have been one or two movies, but they made into three. We'll obviously post on our Facebook page and everything, and and we'll let you know what we're watching and let you give us ideas of what you want us to watch. And if it's so good, we may even stop in the middle of a series of Marvel movies and watch it and then review it on a future episode. I'm excited. I I definitely got to turn on my, my nerd button because I love the action stuff, and so... I think a lot more, but I'm going to have to be a lot more intentional to pick up on the small lines for all of these, but I'm excited with a new baby. I think that gives me plenty of time to go watch all this stuff. Oh yeah. You have so much time to just sit down and just watch, you know, one or two or maybe even seven things all, all just like binge watch it. There you go. Yeah. At 2 a.m. when I'm awake. Now, hey, that's something, literally that's what I've done with some of these. So... <laughs> But if you're if you're listening and you and you want to know how to follow along with what we're doing, like I said, I'll post the link of the chronological order that we're using. But to get ready for the next episode, which will pop up probably the 15th, which is President's Day. And so we're going to discuss Agent Carter seasons one and two and the Agent Carter one shot, which you can find on the Iron Man three DVD. Oh, man. Or you can also watch these on Disney Plus. Or bootleg off of... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, I can name a few that you could use, but we're not going to go there. Or, uh, or the guy the guy that sells the sketchy version of it at the gas station. Yeah. The... And it's called Agent Martyr instead of Agent Carter. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's all Swedish, but there's subtitles, so you, you'll be fine. It's great. Thank you for listening, everybody. Next time, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. Once again, thanks for listening to All The Things. Be sure to subscribe, listen, and share the show with all your friends. Give us a five-star review, follow us on all the social media platforms, and if you have a topic in mind, feel free to email me at allthethingspodcast21 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.